back to a freshly squeezed episode of the Flowscape Podcast. Fella, I fucked up. We might as well just get into it. We've already recorded seven minutes of this thing, and I there was a setting clicked on the audio, and it was really fucking with me, and I didn't realize it was clicked, and we had to start over. Um, this so is we why we seven, can't have nice things. Yeah, we were seven minutes in. It it was it was my fault. Head was down, Johnny, and I just happened. I got a funny feeling because something sounded really off, and I looked over, and of course, um, I didn't need that. I didn't need that clicked, and uh, it was on. So that's that's my bad. Um, All my frustration anyways, of slow golfers is now at you. Yeah, your your uh your eighty seven because of the slow golfers today is now directed directly at me. I am your Patrick Cantley. Um, yes, you are. I, I yeah. Um, but yeah. So if if you were wondering, um, Spencer shot an eighty seven. Yeah, he was played some golf this. today. It was hot. It was nice. But I'm blaming slow play. Blaming slow play. I I will I will um blame slow play with you. I think slow play is something that you can always blame. You can always blame slow play. I mean, that's I understand that's if the it's number busy. one excuse. Like I understand if it's busy and playing slow. I get that. But when I can come around a corner and I can see that there's two open holes in front of the group, four groups in front of me, I'm gonna lose my shit. It it so and this doesn't happen often, but every once in a while, you will be behind a group where the there's one or two guys in the group that you want to to just go up to them and say, "Why are you on a real golf course? Like you yeah. like it, you have not been in the fairway one time. You have twelve strokes." Every fucking hole so far. Like, why would you like? Why would you waste our time? Why would you waste your time? Slow golf is the number one excuse. Number one excuse. Um, and I talked about. I shot. I had a nice, clean eighty-six. Um, we played. My dad and I played Texas Rangers today, which is a really nice um, course. They have the Corn Ferry there. Um, so it was my first round after my seventy-eight. So I, I was like, okay, I've got to play like a a good course mm-hmm. and and one that's gonna challenge me. Um, and I did well. Um, so I think that's just a sign of, I am actually getting better at golf, which is fun. Um, because shooting at shooting an 86 is at a, at a good course is it's fun. It's a, it's a good, it it's a good pleasing course. when you, when you know, you've like played yeah. decent, you're like, okay, it's putting, it's chipping that, you know, is the difference between an 80 and an 86. So it, it was, you can feel good one, about a good 86 if you're clean off the tee and clean on I, the ball. I doubled hole one because it's been raining here for two weeks and I haven't played since the 78. So that I was like, whatever. So, you know, you par that. And then I literally parred the first two holes on the back nine and then bogeyed the rest. So you mix in one or two more pars and it's almost, you know, I'm almost working right back down there with an 81. um, I want to hear no complaints about rain. I am in one week of sunshine. (laughs) You cannot complain about the rain. This is my second round of the year. So, I got to play in a the tournament only, Friday, so hopefully I can find out a short game before that. Is it a best ball or scramble? Uh, best two man best ball. You'll be fine. Yeah, we, we got a good partner. Yeah, I mean we're we're probably gonna have to sandbag a little bit because there's some scratches in the tournament, so we'll see how it plays out. What's your What's your handicap at right now? Uh, right now, it's probably 
closer to 15, 16. But I mean, I can play down. You know, I can play down to like a 12 if I need to. Yeah. Oh, easy. You'll probably, you could play down to a 10 if you needed to, but or what are they going to give you? 80%. So you'll get like six and six probably. Probably. That's, I mean, you, you can work with six. Yeah. And, six. and it's a course I know. If too, you get so. six and six, like if, yeah, come on. If you get six and six, so we'll see. Um, you should be able to work with that. No, it was a good day. Good day. Good day on the course. Um, so let's get into this. Um, we were in the middle of it when I realized the fucking audio settings were fucked. Um, but Connor Bedard, he did end up going to Chicago, and I wanted to clarify. Or will be, of, will be going to Chicago. Will be going to Chicago. He has not Chicago signed on the won, dotted line yet. <laughs> Chicago won the number one pick in the draft lottery. Um, I, I want to clarify what I said last episode. I said it wouldn't be good, and this is what I meant. Him going to Chicago is obviously good for the NHL and it's good for the game because it's an original six team. It's a high media, high frenzied, high populated area. Um, and I even said last episode that him skating around in a Blackhawks uniform look would look sick. Yeah, like it's just no, it it's, just, it's just got that vibe. What I meant by not being good is. I don't necessarily think it's good for Connor Bedard's career at this moment in time, having to go in and really be the face of a franchise along with Caleb and Seth Jones. But out of those three, he's going to take the brunt of a lot of that media because he's Connor Bedard and because of the storylines mm-hmm. behind him. That that's what, that's what I meant. I don't know if that is necessarily the best thing for him in his career. I think you're you're selling guys short if they have to step into a team where they they have to be the guy right away. This isn't it's a fast league but it's still not a young man's game where they still have to learn to play, they still have to learn to get the puck out. He's got to learn two-way hockey. He's not going to go coast to coast in the NHL. It's just not going to happen. So if he's got nobody to play with, we're still going to see Chicago 3-4 years out of the playoffs. So even if they're selling millions of millions of dollars in season tickets we're not going to see him playing with anybody the only thing the only thing that 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 actually could change that take is if they are able which they should be now to attract a lot more they have to get some big name free agents, free agents. they yeah. have to and 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 i think i think there are guys younger guys in the league that are aren't expiring contracts or that are that are coming up um that are good would want to play with a guy like Bedard would you bet your career on that in in but he's got to still play a year or two so even then you're still talking of a year or two of Chicago being the Chicago the NHL wants them to be in in, I mean they're not going to be the madhouse on Madison in game 32 of the season it's just not going to happen you it's you know in the playoffs when he's finally doing something and he's not going to be doing something in the playoffs for a year a few years to come yeah, no, no. I mean, yeah, that's that. Yeah, I mean, that's. I don't think they're gonna be in the playoffs for a few years. Their only hope is to get some free agents and really make a run. Um, but you know, that's doesn't look like that's gonna happen. Are you chewing on something? No, I got WWE happening with two dogs next to me. What I also meant was it would just be fun for him. It would have been fun for him to go to Anaheim and play with Zegris and skate around with Troy Terry and Mason McTavish and, and, and have that. It's just, it's just a little fun lineup. You yeah. know what I mean? And just kicking it and kicking it in SoCal. I mean, what, who wouldn't want to fucking do that? You know what I mean? It just would have been, uh, yeah, it would have been better. He wouldn't have had 
as high expectations on him in Anaheim and with who he would be playing with there. So I think it just would have been better for his career in the short term. Long term, yeah, maybe it's better for him in Chicago, but I don't know. He he's gonna the NHL is gonna be all over him in the first season if he doesn't score a hundred points. And I don't think he's gonna score a hundred points with the roster they have or with a roster they can create with the cap. So I don't know. Yeah, and Anaheim's really sad because they missed out on Crosby and got the second pick and ended up with Bobby Ryan, which who was a, a really, really, really good player. Okay, but them. let's um, let's talk about because I was just thinking about this too. Are they that sad this time around? Because they're probably getting Fantilli or whatever his no, name is. No, they're hundred percent. They're hundred percent going to take Fantilli. Which on the on the flip side of that is a great imagine, pickup for them. Imagine Zegras, Fantilli, yeah, McTavish, and Troy Terry. Yeah, and I I know I know. So I, know. I mean, it's I all... think Anaheim's still in a really good spot, and I th- I don't think people are talking about that enough. That I think that's probably a better fit for their roster than Bedard is. But yeah, we didn't. We it was didn't a better about, fit to go there. I didn't there. think about that. Yeah, it, I don't know. It, it'll be interesting to see how that plays out. I, you know, now that you really made put that into perspective for me, I didn't think about that. Bedard going to Chicago minus the roster does make a whole lot of sense. Looks really, really good. Adam Fantilli skating around with Trevor Zegras looks really, really, really good. Yeah. Um. So yeah, no, that's that's good points. What doesn't look good is the for sale sign in front of Kyle Dubas and Sheldon Keefe's house. Mm. Pack your fucking shit. Yeah. You are gone. They're gone. They, you have got to clean house and get a goalie. It's it. Yeah. I mean, and here's some, here's some really other glaring issues. Here's some really other glaring issues and some things they're going to have to figure out and work out. Ryan O'Reilly's a UFA. Obviously. Mm. Did you want to rent him or do you want to keep him? Because he's, he's going to want, he's at the stage of his career where he's like Pat Maroon. And he'll bounce around to try to win that cup. I mean, he's I, got I really a cup. Think he you don't, wants one more. It, where's he? He's I really from think the he area, wants one more. isn't he? You don't think he'll take a hometown discount to stick around? If if they bring in a guy he trusts, and they bring in a GM he trusts, and they do a couple of things, and one of them is get the fuck rid of Justin Hull. He is a waste of space. Yeah. He is useless. He is terrible. Pizzas. Pizzas, and he's soft as shit. He doesn't fight anybody. He doesn't fucking hit anybody. He's And he's a – I'm just calling him out. He's a fake hitter. He's one of those guys that skates up to somebody, and he's like, I'm a big buddy, and I, I, I'm like hitting you, but I'm really not hitting mm, you because I'm a pussy. Yeah. Just leaning on him, like we we yeah, it, just leaning on guys and making it look like he's actually hitting them mm-hmm. a lot harder than he is when really he's just making a lot of noise with his body. So so that's Luke Shen is just slow footed. Yeah, I think I think you just have to to call that what it is. Yeah, he's and, I mean he's probably on and, his way out. I think they have way. the roster. The roster's fine as it is. Like the core of it, they need to retool it some ways. I think they need to find a way to keep O'Reilly because I think that's the right guy to have in the room. But I think they need a better coach. I think they need a new GM, and I think they need a better goalie. And I don't. I, it'll be interesting to see what Shanny does. Uh, yeah, I think you, I think you do need to keep O'Reilly. I think you build around obviously Matthews, Monner, um, Tavares, and Nylander. Nylander is not the problem. He's he's really not. Know, he does, know. and I don't understand why he, he catches so much heat. Yeah, I don't. I don't get that either. Those those people are fucking idiots. He's not the problem, and obviously Morgan Riley. I think you build around those guys. Now, one of the glaring issues with those that core is is a same issue Dallas is seeing with Robertson right now against Seattle is Tavares and Matthews had zero goals that entire second yeah. round. Yeah. 
That's a that's a problem. Now, is that is that the coaching? Is that the system? Is that them not playing for Keith? Is that them over the current? You know I, I mean? like, I've put what, that on where, coaching. Where and does system. that stem I put from? that on coaching and system that he's he's in. I we we've talked about this for years. He doesn't make the adjustments they need to make to get out of the first round, and. They, I mean, they didn't make it out of the second round. They were barely in the second round. So, I, I mean, I think he's yeah. – at the very, very least, he's got to go. But Dubas is – I think Dubas has got to go too. Two more things. I think Achari uh, – Achari is just not Achari no. anymore. He doesn't do what he used to do. He's not a presence anymore. I think you send him on his way. And here's a hot take. Here's a hot take. But it's it's coming from somebody who sees a lot of himself in this player is – Michael Bunting cannot stay out of his own fucking way. No, he can't. He gets so worked up over every little thing. And I'm allowed to say that because I fucking get worked up over every little thing. on. Can confirm. He is a very – Michael Bunting is a very similar player to me, actually. When you actually break down the way he plays the game, even with the hit on fucking – on what's his name? I mean, I – there's lines that I've crossed, and I and I will cross again when I go back to Israel this summer. I mean, that's that's just who you are. If I had a, it's just who I am. If I had a dollar for every oh, my fucking coach in Israel last year, legend, legend. One game, I come back from suspension, and we're going out to the ice, and he grabs me and he goes, "Stinch." I go, "What's up, Goose?" And he goes, "You going to play a whole game today?" <laughs> Did you answer probably go, yeah, not? I I, I was like, "Hey, man, I'm gonna try. I'm gonna do my best. I'm gonna, I'm gonna do my best." He's like, "You could when you score." I was like, "Yeah, yeah, I know, I know, I know." Which is the same for Bunting. When he's when he's yeah. creating offense, he's really, really good. But when he's skating around trying to be an asshole and he's letting every little thing get in his head, and he's having here's like I said, if I had a dollar for every time one of my teammates was like, "Stinch, calm the yeah. fuck down," it is four minutes into the first period. Like, fucking relax. He's he's the same way. So. That is a situation that they're going to have to analyze with him. Are they going to want to work with him and kind of keep him on a, a, a lead him down a different path as far as mental stability within the game? Or is that somebody that they're going to want to look to move on from because they could get assets yeah. for him? Speaking of openings, we'll I'm see. throwing you a curveball off our outline, but we got to talk Flyers and their hirings. Yeah, the the Philadelphia Flyers hired Keith Jones as their president of hockey operations and officially named Daniel Briere their um, general I like manager. It. And the only thing I like it too. The only thing I said is Daniel Briere needs to send a family group chat text that says keep all hands and feet away from wheelchairs during this ride. Okay, but. And we shouldn't justify any of it, but you know damn well if we were drunk in a bar and there was a wheelchair at the top of a staircase, you'd at least ponder what it would look like for that wheelchair to go down the stairs. Here's the thing. The wheelchair would have gone down the stairs, but one of us would have been in said wheelchair. Well, yeah, that's why we have which Panda. Kind of to, which kind of, to me, makes it a whole different story, right? If Daniel Briere's kid would have... I don't want to touch on this too it's much. Not, it's, it's, not, not, good, it's, but, it's not but a good topic. It's, it's so dumb. But but if he gets in the wheelchair and he's like, ooh, look at me, I'm doing a wheelie, and then goes down the stairs with it, that's a completely different oh, story. But when God. you look at the wheelchair up and down like it's a like it's a, some broad you want to take home, and then you kick the wheelchair down the stairs and then 
walk away in a very pompous way. Yeah, and I and it was like somebody's personal the, the like you it. know if it's somebody's personal wheelchair versus like some wheelchair just kind of like sitting there for shits and giggles. But we can we can move on from that and talk about the actual hirings that I do enjoy. And I think do you think they move on from torts? Because I think that's a weird fit with Briere and Torts. I, I texted the group chat. I think Keith Jones cans torts by uh Thanksgiving. Yeah. I think he gives him training camp and I think but I think I think he's going to see very quickly that I don't think that's. Do you the right think thing they move any big names either, or in addition to that? Who wants to be moved? Does Kevin Hayes want to go? I think he does if Torts is around, but I think if Torts is gone, I think that's a different Kevin Hayes, and I think he would enjoy playing under Jonesy and Briere. I actually, now that I think about it, would not be surprised if Keith Jones can. Yeah, him. I, I, he's just not. He's, he's not the coach anymore. I'm tired of him being on this coaching carousel of the tired of this shit that he needs to go and change cultures to a winning culture, yell at everybody, make them do, you know, crawl from goal line to goal line, and that he's the right person for the job. He's it, it, he's too old school. No, I love torts. Don't get me wrong. I love torts. I love torts. I'm just – I'm over because, him. Because he's the, he's the kind of coach that I, in my younger days, would have wanted to play for. But now being 31 and still playing – and playing with some guys that that still play at a very high level, I don't like that kind of coach. Mm-mm. Like right, like that's why you know. Granted, we didn't have much of coaching in the in the Israeli league, but the coach we did have was just more of like he he knows the game. He's a he's a legend of the game in Israel, but he just kind of sits back and he just kind of lets us do our own thing, almost to the point of you. It's like goose, like call a line like do like you know what i mean like like you you can even be more like more involved but it was just like he let us be us but he would also do things like i told you he that comment to me right him saying stinch like are you going to play whole game today that was his way of saying we need you mm-hmm. like you know what I, like you know what i mean like he he's not going to like pull me aside and say don't be you he's not going to pull me aside and, and yell at me right cuz cuz Deep down, he doesn't really, you know, he doesn't really know me. He only knows me for the summer. But him saying that in a, in a joking way, when I walked on the ice, I was like, okay, that that was his way of being like, we we need you to play the whole game. Yeah. Like, don't think about playing. Like, you you know, you can be you, but there's a line. Don't don't go over it. At least for tonight. Yeah. So, um, Florida and Carolina, I. Who had that one last in their card, on their bingo card? Listen, listen. <laughs> speaking of statements, last episode I, I gave a couple statements. I have one more statement, um, and it's for both Carolina and New Jersey. Um, and I stole this from Happy Gilmore, and it is: "I'm stupid. You're smart. I was wrong. You were right. You're the best. <laughs> I'm the worst. You're very good looking. I'm not attractive." <laughs> I did say. I will say. I did say that it was a bad matchup for New Jersey. That if anybody was going to take them down. The speed of Carolina in non-physical series was a bad matchup for New Jersey. Fuck you, Janela. Your team fucked me. I, I fucking uh, let you get in my head, and I took them. Fuck you. They sucked so much penis. I mean, I, I think they did what they were supposed to do, and I still think they slightly underachieved, but they're not going anywhere. I, Florida and Carolina is a really fun, fast series, and – it, it's going to come down to can Carolina crack the wall that is Bobrovsky? Yeah. I mean, it, that's he has Bobrovsky has imported some of the finest Russian gas 
that I, I, th- I think he could get his hands on because he, he is playing finally, like we said a couple episodes ago, like the $10 million man he is. If Carolina can somehow find a way to get through that, we've got a ball game. I don't think they have but the players you- to do it. I think you have to get in his head. You have to crash the net. You have to get in, get in the house. and I don't think they have the lineup to do that. When you look and when you look down the other end, and here's the thing: we said the I said the other episode, last episode, I think. Um, why do why does Carolina keep trusting Freddie Anderson? He's ha- statistically he's had a good playoffs. That's that's really not what I meant. He is not what you would look at and think of star number one goaltending. Even if he is your number one goaltending and he's playing, well. you can't rely on him to make the save. That's what it comes down to. At least I mean that's how I felt like. There's always a chance it's going to squeak through him. If they win this series, I might change my opinion and my take on that because it is going to come down to goaltending. The series is going to be very fast. Florida is going to match Carolina's physicality bar none. It's going to be bang, 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 boom, 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 up and down, up and down, up and down, three for three for three. Three plus three plus three is nine. How do you like that fucking math? Sylvan Learning Center suck me. About time you get some math right. I mean, this this is a really, really fun series. Um, And if Anderson is going to consistently get peppered, which he is, and Florida is going to crash the hard all game for 60 fucking mm-hmm. minutes, can he mentally is he mentally strong enough to keep up and and handle that? Kind I don't of think so. That's I don't believe so. I I well, I mean, we'll do it in another episode probably with a preview, but yeah, I don't think so. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it, that that that's the key. Now we might as well stay on the goaltending. Holy fuck, Vegas and Edmonton's goaltending is dog shit. Goaltending optional. It it is it is at. Listen to this. Listen to this. Here are the scores of the five games: six to four, five to one, five to one, four to one, four to three. Thirty-five goals between two teams in five fucking games. But sales again: six to four, five to one, five to one, four to one, four to three. Oh Thirty-five God. goals between two teams in An five. Absolute games. gong show in the net. That's just bad. Stop a puck. You have one job. Now, hold on. Speaking of math, how does this work out? Can you explain this to me? Because I, I think I'm I, I am doing it wrong, but I did it 10 times, like literally 10 times, and I used a calculator for one of them. It's 35 goals between two teams in five games. Vegas is up 3-2 to two in a series, but they each have 17 goals. Yeah, that checks out. Just a matter of who's, who scores more they, which game. It just sounds – it. it yeah, but it just sounds yeah. weird when you add it up. And one team is winning the series, but they have the same amount of goals. You're like, wait a second, they but it, it checks anywhere. out because that that is it, a it's, legitimate, it's a weird way to do like, math view of the series that nobody can grab a hold of it. It's just been back and forth, and it doesn't seem like either team really wants to win it. Yeah, or I'm or I'm bad at math and I'm missing a goal. Could be that too. Eighteen and seventeen, um, but which could be that, and I need to Okay, so here's um, here's my one gripe I'll in check, this series. I'll, I'll look into that. It's been the entire time, and I think it's the ESPN commentators calling them the VGK. I don't know if you've heard this. It's driving me bonkers. They are the Vegas Golden Knights or I the re- Knights. They are not the VGK. 
I write VGK on my notes. Yes. Just the acronym. I do too, but I'm not like, going to say it the I write, sentence. I write C-A-R versus N-J. They actually say that? Multiple times. The VGK. Like the VGK are, they are, are going on the power two going into the second period? Yes, it's driving no, me nuts. No, they fucking don't. Listen for it. To, I've listen never for heard it that. Tomorrow night. I don't know. I, I don't know what I'm ESPN, doing. I guarantee you, they'll say it. It's been driving me nuts. I don't want to listen. I will throw my fucking remote through the TV if I hear them say the VGK are going the VGK. on the power play. It sounds it, like a STD. <laughs> yes, it does. <laughs> yes, it does, Stitchy. God. Mc, McDavid went into the corner and came out with a VGK. I mean, he, he now he needs speaking penicillin. Of, I mean, what's going STDs, on here? What are we can doing? Can we talk about just the whack job that Petrangelo did on Dreisaitl? Oh, yeah, we might have, does, yeah, we, I, yeah. I just don't understand how he gets Here's, one game. He literally went and tried to break the man's wrist. If he, that's because that's how the NHL is. That's that's how the NHL player safety department judges suspensions. They judge it based on injury. I'm I'm noticing. Yeah, that. no, I mean. If there's if no injury, wasn't such a if there's man no and injury, he actually hurt his wrist or went down the tunnel. Yeah, he probably gets two games, but I don't. Because let's go back. Let's and I'm beating a dead horse, but let's go back to the Dumba hit on Pavelski. Right, there have been instances where there has been a missed call, and the NHL does go back and review it and suspend a player, even though they may have not gotten a penalty mm-hmm. in said game. Right. The injury, like the injury to Pavelski, was because of the ice, not the not the dumb, but not the yeah. hit, right. So no suspension. The Petrangelo slash didn't actually it didn't actually injure, right? Uh, Drysidle, mm-hmm. but when your best player in your the the face of your league comes out and says you have to suspend the guy. They give him one game. I don't think they wanted to even give him a game based on there was no injury. Now, if he broke Dreisaitl's wrist, it's an automatic three games. I guarantee it. Oh, yeah. I mean, he did get – he got a major, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. He got he a major. He did get a major. The- so, I mean, I think at that point they would have suspended him. It just – it drives me nuts that the, the nurse and his suspension are the same thing. When nurse – all he did was start a fight in the last five minutes – so yeah, so this that's what that's what I'm saying, right? If Dumba hits Pavelski, right, and Pavelski doesn't hit his head on the ice, but gets concussed the way he got concussed, and they only give Dumba the penalty they give him, and it ends up being actually a two minute power play for mm-hmm. Minnesota after Domi got the ten minute misconduct, right? I think the NHL does suspend Dumba for that. Yeah, because 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 he was injured on the on the actual hit, right? And again, I think. Petra, the only reason Pitcher was suspended was because McDavid was basically told the NHL sus- to suspend him, right? And I think I think if he would, I think they would have suspended him. Been much I more. think they would have suspended him either way. I think they had to. But it was how it was such it the a same as Nurse, like you said. But like you said, how was it the same as Nurse? Now because it, they're not I, comparing I, apples to apples, and I think that's what we are doing, and that's probably well, and the, where the, we're having an issue. The nurse is a built-in rule, right? Yeah. It's, it's, it's in the rule book that says if you instigate a fight in, with under a minute left, it's an automatic one-game suspension. But that is where the NHL player safety has to weigh their options and give Petrangelo two games. Mm-hmm. It can't be the same. No matter – set rules or no set rules, those two plays, starting a fight, 
in the third period after your number one or number two one and one A and one B player almost got his wrist taken off. That's what should have happened. Mm-hmm. And I wonder if they look, and I, I don't I mean there's probably a way to look at this, but I wonder if they try to take those things out of the fact, out of you know, out of consideration when they're in the. If they just look at the slash for the slash, and they just look at you know, and they don't look at what it transpired into or what it was, and they just say, okay, if this slash happened in the first period with five minutes into the game, it still is a it's a game no matter what, regardless of what Nurse does. So I don't. I don't know if they can look at it whole like holistically or how they have to judge the situation, but I think it's the stupid. other part. Hold, the the other part is I thought I knew what is like. I feel like over the years, especially in our in our our own personal group chat, like we've been very good at pr- kind of guessing suspensions, right? Yeah. But I I'm sure there's people listening to this right now, whether they're driving in their car or, or at work or it's, or it's Stu with his headphones in. Mowing a yeah. The 10 lawn. people listening have I, an opinion too. I, I, but, and I'm sure, I'm sure when they listen to me explain how I feel about them making assumptions based on injuries, they're probably banging their head against something because I fucking sound like an idiot, but I want to be clear. That's not my fault. The NHL has done this to me. They have twisted and warped my mind to not know what is a suspension, how long a, sus- a suspension is going to be, the difference between this suspension and that suspension. It is not my fault for sounding like a complete fucking idiot when I talk about this. They have done this to me. Yeah, and how about Drysdale just being too much of a man to even break on that slash? He doesn't even like take a shift off. He's just like too yeah, – he's he, like, no, he, I'm good. I'm too German. Yeah, that's – that's the definition of, of like, he's like, that's like Joe cool. Like he just was like, Oh, okay. Yeah. That happened. And he just like skated away. Like, what the fuck? Why did, what, yeah. why did he what, do what that? What did I do? Like he, it was this, yeah, he was more confused. Like what, what did I do to you, man? Like what, what happened there? But that's, that's all I'll say on that. I just, I sound like an idiot talking about it because of the NHL. It's, it's not my mm-hmm. fault. It is, it is not my fault. I have not been force fed my medication. They are force feeding me something completely different, and it's it's fucking my mind up. Yep, I got I got no clue. The other thing I have no clue about is why the stars can't play a second period. It's the the first period, and I disagree with Weeksy. He he said something about like when I was listening to the to the intermission of after the um, second period, he said. The stars have been slow all game. That's false. The first period was very even, and we were just as fast as they were, and we we didn't have as many shots, but we had opportunities, and we had odd man rushes, and we had turnovers, and we had end zone rushes, um, and we got stuff set up. But the, the, the second period, we were asleep, and you cannot go to sleep for – not even five minutes against the Seattle team, let alone a whole fucking period, or it, they do exactly what they did tonight and they whoop your ass. I mean, it's it's just that that's the bottom. We are the better team, I think, top to bottom, and I think we prove that in our wins. But I think we we prove in our losses that when you take a minute off in this series, you fuck yourself. The thing with Seattle is they're just they're four set they're four second lines, so it's like you never get a shift off. They like you said if. If you're not coming with them, they're going to keep going and they're going to put the puck in the back of the net. 
because they don't let off the gas and they don't have a line to let off the gas. Yeah, they they have one speed and it's fast and and it's all of their lines and all of the the other thing is the stars. I I, I will say this on record: the stars' defense to me is what will be their Achilles' heel for not winning a cup. They're a little they're a little too it, offensive. I don't think I don't think they get they, home or get get to the house enough. If you look at it, they have three mm-hmm. defensemen. They have Haskinen, they have Thomas Harley, and they have Suter. Those are the only three. Hockenpah is is just like Justin Hull. He's a waste of fucking space. He doesn't do anything, and when he does, he's a fake hitter. Oh, I'm just gonna lean on you, mm-hmm. and put my fucking weight on you. He's a big old pussy. I would fight fucking Hockenpah. Like I, 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 and I, I, I'm not. I wouldn't even be scared to do it. Because like, like that's how soft he is. Joel Hanley is an AHL player. That is why he is in the AHL for half of the season every fucking year. And Colin Miller, I think, is good, but I think he's only good when they play him consistently and he's in and yeah. out of the lineup. And when he's in and out of the lineup, he's got no confidence. They have three defensemen. I'm being real. They have three defensemen. That's that, not going to do it. Yeah. I mean, they might, they might no. get through this round, but it's not going to win them a cup. They have a Stanley Cup winning forward four lines. They they really do. They're really built like Colorado. And a goalie that can get hot you, and could take them to the final too. Max, Max J, Jason Robertson is their McKinnon. Rupe Hints is uh, Jamie Ben is their Landeskog. Rupe Hints is their Rantanen. Max Domi is their Comfer. Like Haskinen is their Makar. They're very, yeah. very similar, except for they are they have about half as many D and are about half as deep on defense. Yeah, they don't Colorado have the Mason was. that came in. I would even say they have better goaltending. I would even say they have better mm-hmm. goaltending. I would too. So that that's gonna that's gonna be key. I I do have confidence though because I like the way we play at home. I like it going back to Dallas. Um, yeah, I, I like. I, I mean, I, I think like. Seattle. I mean, talk about a bad take by someone that we know is calling us Seattle fans quiet, but I think that's probably one of the louder buildings in the playoffs right now. So I think I think them getting back out of Seattle and going home, I think that gives them the advantage for sure on this one. I I yeah, and I think I think this is where home ice advantage plays a big factor in the final standings going yeah. into playoffs. Because I think I think if Dallas is going back to seven, I think Seattle wins game six no matter what. Because if we because if they played this way at home, they would have done the same thing in the second period at the mm-hmm. AAC. So I think going back to seven in Seattle is a much worse situation. Is now that that now that that building is completely alive, um, and I respect the decision by DeBoer to pull Ottinger and just say, hey, maybe we get a miraculous comeback. But if we don't, just fucking mental reset. And he's been and really good on bounce game back games. So I think yeah, I think if you, yeah. I don't know, it's kind of a weird instance of like you did kind of feel like he was packing it in at that point, And you're just kind of resetting of like, okay, we need to get this guy's headspace straight. We don't want Seattle to pop in four more goals on him and he's going to be out of it. You know, just go sit down there, put your head in your hands and you'll be ready in two nights or whatever. So that part kind of felt weird because yeah, it was he's early. Le- yeah. But he's, but again, Ottinger is LeVar ball coming off of losses. He never lost. Yeah. I mean, he, never he, lost. he said he's idolized Vasilevsky who, you know, until this playoffs had really never lost back-to-back games. So who knows? That's, you know, it's funny you say that those, they are very mm-hmm. similar in the, in their styles of play, very yeah. similar in their styles of play. You can tell he's kind of modeled his game. Uh, that, that makes a whole, a whole lot of sense. So we'll see. I, I, but I, I can sit here 
confidently, regardless of the score tonight and 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 the way it finished and the way it ended up, I can sit here confidently that say I I do think we're gonna win Game Seven, and I can sit here confidently and say if we win Game Seven, when we win Game Seven, Vegas and Edmonton are fucked if with that goal. I I. I I think whoever comes out of this Seattle-Dallas series, maybe it is Seattle in the long run, I think whoever comes out goes to the Stanley Cup final because of the goaltending on the other side with those two teams. Uh, I think Dallas probably can run through the other teams. I don't think Seattle can, but I think – I mean, I do think Dallas takes game seven. I think going on the road is probably a little too much for Seattle, but I think even if they do lose, I think Seattle can kind of hang their hats high and say it was a successful season to get to the second round when no one even picked them to make the playoffs. So – even if they do lose, they can they can be happy with what they did, and I think they're in a pretty good situation moving forward with their franchise. So either way, both yeah. teams, both teams, whoever loses, it, it, and whoever loses, whoever wins, whoever goes on and loses, whatever the case is, whoever wins the Stanley Cup, if one of them wins the Stanley Cup, it's a very bright futures for both teams. So it's it's really it's really just like a how can you learn and what do you take out of the loss like that's that's really what it would come down to for next season for whatever team doesn't win this series um but that no um that's that's where we'll end it that's where we're in it now hey listeners stay with mikey mikey mikey's throwing out some throwing out some duds he threw out some mikey 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 listen Stay with them though. I I mean that's the that's the gambling that's the gambling game, right? It takes a lot of balls to put picks out. Can there we say that he has baby for, baby brain? Is is that a thing when it when it's a dad? I, he's he's won though. He but he's been winning though. He's he's back. He's kind of back on track. And here's the thing: for the losers that he gave out, when somebody like him who does the volume and the units that he does. When they get hot, they get hot, hot. So when he gives out the picks, stay with him, okay? Stay with them because when he gets hot, you want to get hot, and then everybody rides, all right? Um, obviously, gamble responsibly, um, but that's it. That's the Flowscape Podcast. We will catch you later this week with some more round two updates. We have some more teams looking to move on, some game sevens coming at you, um, a big game tomorrow between Edmonton and Vegas. We will catch you next time. Oh,